When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. That uh, was a team win. Um, no individual effort was greater than the other. I think there was just so many amazing moments from our team as a, as a whole that uh, allowed us to play really well. Um, we just played with great energy, and this was one of those games that we, uh, I feel very good saying that we played uh, close to 48 minutes. So very proud of our guys um, down the list. I mean, everyone was fantastic tonight, and um, everyone did their job. I was like Coach Towns over there. Can you actually just fire the statements music right now? I want I want the first thing to just be a statement here to start the show. Statements every Monday. It's Carl Anthony Towns there. Um, Malik Beasley is one of the five best offensive players in Timberwolves history. Fight me. Oh, it's premature. So, so, okay. We don't know that yet. We can't well, say that for on. sure. He could premature fall apart. Evaluation? Com- he could fall apart completely. We have no clue right now. So he looks who are, really good. Who are the five? Towns and KG are the, uh, one and two. Who rounds Towns out Towns and five? KG. Let me let me first give you Malik Beasley's statistics. Now that he has been, he's a first round pick. The dude's a mid mid first yeah. round pick by the don't, Nuggets. Don't okay? forget. Don't sleep on my guy Tony Campbell. Okay, Top Cat was great. <laughs> Does anyone before Tony Campbell was was one of my favorites when I would start watching the Wolves. Tom Gugliotta might get some run here, but it was a lot yeah. of lot of like mid ninety. He was a classic mid nineties player, right? Just posting up. Oh yeah, well the game, yeah, jump yes. shots from yes. the elbow. The game, the game has changed quite a bit since Goog's days. Malik Beasley. Now that now that the Timberwolves have just empowered him, he's basically begging for more minutes, right? He he played thirty seven minutes a couple games ago and then complained in the post game press yeah. conference he's not being used enough minutes wise. <laughs> he says, <laughs> "I don't him. get." I don't get tired, man. Dude, I, I'm never tired. He, for him. he so last night, uh, Beasley goes six of ten from three point range. Yep, that came two days after in that uh, six point loss to Charlotte. He went seven of thirteen. Two games before that, he was six of twelve. He's now shooting forty percent on nine threes a game. So like. It's not like the old days where Freddie Hoiberg was shooting 40% and every single look was a wide open corner three because KG was quadruple teamed and I'll throw it to Freddie over there. Malik Beasley is like, like people are covering Malik Beasley, accounting for him. He's shooting nine threes a game. He's shooting 40%. He's shooting 46% from the field, 21 points per game, and they're underutilizing him. Is well, he on the Mount Rushmore so of he, offensive players ever, which doesn't say much about that Get Mount me Rush. to the end of the season, and then we can talk, okay? <laughs> I at least need, need to see the full pandemic-shortened 72-game campaign to make that statement. 
Hold on. So, so cat. If if you just had these twenty seven games though, and you couldn't, and you didn't get to see more, yeah, it would be KG and Cat are on that list for sure. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love was a yep. was also like a forty percent three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody else you would put in that bin was an inefficient score. Like you might say, oh, Stephon Marbury. Eh. Stephon Marbury couldn't shoot threes like this, and he was also a volume scorer. Anybody before Kevin Garnett probably doesn't qualify. I told you, my guy, Tony Campbell. Okay, if you're going to leave him <laughs> off, that's fine, but that's a you choice. Wally Zerbiak. Beasley's better than Wally Zerbiak. Can yeah. you imagine this version of Beasley with Kevin Garnett? Beasley is a – so his success is an indictment of since the game has changed, just how little the Wolves have done to adapt to the game itself. Like, that's the thing here. Yeah, dudes like Beasley have just have been around. Like, you can find Carl guys Anthony like Beasley. Anthony Towns last night became the all-time Wolves three-point shot leader, okay? <laughs> yeah, Beasley's right behind him now. I don't know. If- yeah. And Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, though, like, this is where the Wolves did not evolve. They didn't change. They're, they're like, hold on a second here. Long twos are coming back. Long twos are coming back, and we know it. It, it, I would say that long twos are okay if you're wide open and you can make them. No, I know, but the wolves shoot them. Sometimes the wolves, but the wolves forget that. basically said three pointers, passing fad. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if you guys, if you guys want to fight me on that, I think he's one of the four or five greatest. I think I've seen enough. I've seen enough. If Malik Beasley, okay, just stop pulling guns on people in the Plymouth yeah, uh, Parade of Homes tours. Okay, please stop. Don't do that. Long probationary period for him coming up this offseason. Like a three-year probation or something, right? Can you imagine, like, do they ever have Parade of Homes in, like, St. Louis Park where people are just going through? Do you ever think about taking a gun out and tapping on someone's if windshield? If they do, I'm packing heat. <laughs> if you stop outside my there ain't enough room for Tap my car that. and your car. I can't be worried about carjackings, Parade of Homes people. Yeah, didn't you say that I haven't watched the news? Like, I don't, the I don't like watching the news during big weather events because it's just like, all right, we get it. It's cold and it's snowing. But you said apparently we have carjacking problems in Minneapolis. Uh, well, no, we, we've had those for like the past year. But I think that they've done a decent job, not good, decent job of trying to crack down. So, so they have moved the business to Ramsey County now. And they put out an alert, I think, on Friday, basically saying, be aware, we've got people being carjacked left and right. How does that work when you, so if you, ordinarily you take a car in to sell it to yeah, any this, respectable place and they ask for the titles, like they, you have to prove that it's your car. Yeah, I think you got to go. Are there places that will just buy a car from you? They don't even ask questions. I think you got to go chop shop, right? Yeah, chop shop. So you sell off the for muffler. Parts? Or, I mean, I just, that's just what I've heard. <laughs> You look like a burglar yeah, right now. I mean, you got the burglar that's just hat what I've, I did, the... That's just what I've heard. And <laughs> I had a long morning. By, by the way, I've been up since four. Woo! In the action movie Mackie and Judd that we produced, Judd is the car thief specialist. Like he is, That's exactly what his role is. I am be. the Russian mobster. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. am a jack of all trades. I car thief specialist. You, If you need, need to know about drugs being transported, I could probably tell you that with this look. Judd brought a crowbar into work today, and he has yeah, a lot wow. of takes why, on carjacking. Yeah, Weird. Why, why does Judd have a bunch of grease <laughs> on him? I can't. Okay, here's the deal. I got a good deal on car parts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Catalytic converters, I got them coming out the wazoo. <laughs> all right, statement number two. Go ahead. All right, so this comes off of actually the Wolves' loss to Charlotte on Friday. Uh, and then the follow-up uh, piece that Chris Hine did in the Star Tribune, and I think our buddy John Krasinski uh, also did this piece in The Athletic. 
I would, and this is serious, okay? So just to preface this with saying I'm not joking here. Okay. I would not blame Carl Anthony Towns if he took the rest of the season off from basketball to get his mind right. Because the stories coming out of the loss to the Hornets on Friday basically said that when Towns found out that like three or four Charlotte players couldn't play because of the COVID protocols, which, by the way, does not mean that they have it. It just means that they've been exposed to it. Mm -hmm. They might be sick, but we don't know that. Towns basically asked Saunders, are we really going to play? And then admitted fully, because he is an open book, that for essentially the first half of that game, he couldn't focus or concentrate on basketball. Um, His mom has died. He has, has multiple people from his family who have died of COVID. He had it, and it sounds like it was rough. So I'm not joking here. I'm saying, I if I'm the Wolves, I go to him and I say, Carl, if it's going to help you get right and you need to do what you need to do away from basketball to be the best person and player down the road that you can be, and you need to take the rest of this season off, it's fine. I also don't I, – I agree that – those discussions should be taking place. I mean, his comments raised some major red flags, and, I, and I'm not even ripping him. I mean, the guy's been through a lot this year, and people process things in different ways, and, and people grieve in different ways. But I think the only way he should be playing basketball right now is if he feels like it's therapeutic and he wants to play basketball. Sometimes it feels like, going back to his comments before the season started, when he said basketball was not going to be therapeutic for him, and that it was going to be really hard, and he was going to be thinking about his mom and and and, and sort of seeing her, you know, uh, in the crowd at games. Um, if 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 it is now therapeutic for him to be out there and be with his friends and teammates and coworkers, awesome, keep doing it. But if it's just a burden, I just don't know what the point is. Like if if he clearly needs, and I and I again, I'm not going to sit here and tell him what he needs. He's a grown man. He can figure that out. But it seems to me that he needs some sort of therapy or someone to talk some of this stuff through with or just to be away from the risk of COVID. Um, He should go and, and, and place a top priority on those things, getting himself mentally right, unless basketball is part of the equation that gets him mentally right. And before the season, he said that it wasn't. And so I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. And, and I feel like, too, with how people like everyone is allowed to grieve differently everyone no one should be able to judge someone on how they grieve differently just because you grieve differently from them but i do think there is something to be said about how you process the grief how you accept the grief how you move past it right right i don't know what the five stages are off the top of my head right now but at the same time it's about processing it and moving on and i think he needs to figure out that more than the first thing and yeah. th- and that's where i would go with him too yeah by the way three people who have all lost parents too and a couple at at a young age and so like it's it's different for it's different for everyone. Yeah. But I think I don't know, we can sort of empathize and relate a little bit when it comes to losing a parent and in some cases losing a parent more suddenly than you thought. So uh best wishes to him and it looked like his he was in a better space, especially after that win yesterday. But um I just yeah, if 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 you feel like you need to take some time off, I mean Do it. Yeah, basketball can wait. I think so. it's fair too if you are the wolves to sit cat down and say what can we do to make basketball important again? Like, what's going to do? Because you can't just you can't just tell him get past it. Like, what's going to make him? Because I'm sure with his mom and you know 
a bunch of people from his family passing, that he's probably at a point here of evaluating things too. And so if I'm the Wolves, I want him to evaluate how to get back to where he feels good about the sport. Like there's no sense. It it makes no sense to me to have him in a predicament where there are people who might be sick on the opposing team and that occupies him. Like, Like personally, I would call that a red flag. And you can't just say, get past it, Carl. Like, that's not how th- things work. So my question to him and my question to to folks who know a lot more about this than we do is how do you get to a point where, where he is, again, comfortable and having fun and can prioritize basketball? Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's fair. Hey, Dex, do you have a, a Timberwolves one or are you moving I do, on? I do have a Timberwolves one. Okay. I was going to say because I do too, but let's let's keep it going with you. All right. So my first statement on the Timberwolves, and of course I'm going to go here, is my guy Jaden McDaniels is coming alive. So Jaden McDaniels was basically yeah. inactive for the first dozen games or so. Mm-hmm. In the last nine games for this rookie, coming off the bench too, 21 minutes a game, hitting 47% of his shots from the field, 40% from three, pulling down rebounds, playing good defense, you're honestly, you got a good solid player at the 28th overall pick, and a lot of people thought this was a sleeper pick and a great selection by the Wolves, considering that he was, I believe, a top 10 lottery guy going into the college basketball season of 2019. Yeah. He got in some trouble, I believe, at Washington. He, he just wasn't the same player he was projected to be, so he falls away to 28, 27. This guy's going to be a steal if he can be a role player off the bench, and, and he's honestly, he's earned these minutes. Also, a lot of the things that he, like, like the box score is one thing, but I feel like his value goes beyond the box score. Like, he's he's an energy guy. Uh, the block shots do show up in the box score, but he I think he alters things defensively. Also, when you have a bunch of guys that aren't that interested in playing defense, when you have a guy that is, <laughs> it stands out so much with this Wolves team. Dex called this, too. I did. I, I want the credit. A, a month ago. I want the A month ago. And you were laughed at. I was. You I were. Was you were. Twitter made fun of you look, and said stick to hockey. Look, look, guys like congratulations, Dave, guys like Dane Moore and even Doogie. I will default to them eight days a week with basketball stuff, and I don't want an apology from either of them. I just, I just want, I just want the fact that I, was <laughs> I don't right. want an apology for the I fact that they the were apology. wrong and I was right. I just, they don't have to apologize sleep, if they're that selfish. I sleep better at night knowing that I was right. That's all. Oh, I love those guys. Good job, man. You can send your apologies. You thought Declan was just a hockey guy and a rom-com and seltzer guy. And there are so much more to Declan. So much more to the table. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off you with some more Wolves optimism here. Okay. Look at one win and we're all just like, yes, this team is amazing. Just wait till they won a game. Just wait till I come around. (laughs) All right. I'm going to throw some cold water on that. I love Anthony Edwards energy, both on the court and yeah. off the court. Love it. You in every every game with his post game press conferences. I don't, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know if we have this clip, but I'll, I'll paraphrase it. If we he he talked about uh, about basically he shows up to practice every day, and you know he didn't he didn't say that his teammates are sort of duds and that the vibe sucks, but that's kind of what he implied. And he said, "I show up every day." And I bring the energy and I sort of, you know, I'm young and I'm I'm singing and I'm dancing around. And um, and if I believe in you, I feel like you'll start to believe in you. And he brought up Ricky's broken jump shot. Even see, Ricky offers me a lot of advice. But then, like, you know, Ricky, <laughs> yeah. Ricky with his jump shot. Well, Ricky can't shoot. You know, yeah. And he's like, you know, I just I just shoot last night. I like to tell my teammates that I believe in you. And and. He sounds like a guy who's been in the league for 10 years would be talking to his incompetent teammates. He sounds teammates. like a captain. He, <laughs> he sounds does. like a captain. He 
He does. And over his last, like, I, th- I think sometimes you can just throw out the first couple months for sure of a, of a rookie, especially uh, a 19-year-old rookie coming into the NBA with high expectations. If you just take his last 13 games, 10 of which he's been in the starting lineup, which is a great move, especially now that Car Anthony Towns is back. He's now shooting 42%. It was down around like 30 or 35 in the first few weeks of the season. 42%. So not amazing, but better than it was. 36% from three on six threes a game. You can definitely live with that. I mean, that is, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's plus value in terms of his three point uh, shot. Mm-hmm. Free throws, 84%. 17 points a game. He grabs rebounds. He dishes assists. He gets to the rim. He'll steal a couple, you know, every now and then. I just think. On the court, off the court, this guy is blossoming into something fairly special here, and um, and it might it might have looked early on like, oh man, this guy can't make a shot. He's sort of lost, but that's why you give a guy more than three weeks to prove himself as a rookie. And you know what? He's not. He's not Wiggy. He's no, not. He's he's not. He doesn't in, need to be prodded to like yeah, wake no, up for can't. a game. Oh wait, wait! Breaking on, news! Stuff. Breaking news! He cares about basketball. Yeah, for sure. Like that's awesome. But that's but that was one of the questions about him too, wasn't you know it? Because he didn't made those comments in the ESPN. Yeah, article? you know what I think though. I, I think I think we're so rightfully so paranoid uh, that he made those comments about. I think the comment was, "I like I like football more," uh, but I think he likes sports, which yeah. is absolutely fine. But we took that to mean, "Oh no, he's going to come in and play video games and not pay attention." So so. He likes sports across the board, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. But I just love the fact that the kid has personality. I think he's good. And and here's the thing. This could be by not this year, but a year or two for sure, his locker room. Like he's got mm-hmm. that personality. He does. And he, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't think Cat wants that. He has it more than Towns, and I think Towns would be so much better off as the Robin to a Batman. He would thrive more. Yep. I think he would feel less pressure to do it. Yep. You know, in this uncomfortable way. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, I love it. Hey, I like eating deep dish pizza and playing golf more than I like delivering sports takes with you guys. But I still like delivering sports takes with you guys. Just because you like something else you doesn't see, mean it has to distract there from your is job. Nothing right? I would rather do than deliver hot sports takes. Now I prefer to do it from the couch. <laughs> like if I could mic myself up on the couch, that'd be better. But I mean, come on. There's nothing better. I mean, why don't we just go Dawn loves to, show. Yeah. Dawn loves to hear him. She loves to to hear my, my hot sports takes. Can we do like like the Big Brother? Just like just put cameras all throughout the Zolgad house. Put a lapel mic on you. Me and Stella. When you go in the office, do you just takes? like keep the door open? Like, is the door closed when you go to your evening judge? When oh, she doesn't couch? listen. No, no, no. I I'm saying on the couch uh-huh. when games are, are on, I am a take machine. <laughs> And she just really gets tired just of it. Machine. She goes in the she, kitchen and plays it. I have nothing but takes, and and many of them are puck. Many hockey takes. Carrie so Price takes. takes. Maple Leafs takes. I got a ton of takes. Uh, I have a take real quick on our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you're a business owner out there, you're going to want this take. Because Federated recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. How helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. That is where MyShield and Federated come in with resources like safety training and videos, customizable risk management plans, handbooks, etc. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And uh, just remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Mm-hmm.
Is it back to me? I think it's back to you. It is back yep. to me. No, not me. Is it you? Yeah, don't pass me over. Oh, okay, no, go for it. I got one because I, I, I got one. I'm going to bring the mood down just a little bit, okay? Okay. So. Just a take machine. The wolves were. <laughs> the wolves were not the only. <laughs> Team in action in this town last night. I want to move to the game that was on Fox Sports 1, for those of you unfortunate enough to have watched it. And just come with one hot take here. The Gopher men's basketball team is soft. They are soft. S-A-W-F-T, soft. They are soft. I mean, my God, the ups and the downs, the peaks and the valleys. Can you win a road game? I mean, Maryland went into last night's game overall, gentlemen, 10 and 10, okay? That's not good. You are a 500 team, which means that you didn't do great in non-conference, and they swept you. And they did it by burying you in the first half when you came out again unprepared. Robbins is the most up-and-down player I have seen. When he's good, he's damn good. He's kind of banged up, but yeah. He's kind of banged up, but still, man. And I mean, can we get... This is about two things, in my opinion. Go for basketball. Shot selection, which I believe they were something like 1 of 14 on threes in the opening half. And defense, which is effort. Effort and Maryland did you? They completely clobbered you. You you are far too often soft. How also? What I don't understand the difference between the home games and the road games. There's no fans. I can see how college kids get flustered because they're playing in front of fifteen or twenty thousand fans. The energy is different. The student section can be intimidating sometimes. Like I remember. Michigan State has always had just a really clever and sometimes brutal student section. Uh-huh. And was it Colton Iverson, that, that big man who transferred to Colorado State, who's a center for yeah, the Gophers, like, it's like, yep. like 12 years ago. This is a long time ago. And like, like that dude, when he was a freshman, he had, he had bad acne as a freshman, and he would, he'd be at the free throw line. And the Michigan State student section would be chanting, wash your face, wash your face brutal. at this poor kid, oh, 18-year-old wow. kid. Like, I can see if you're an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid and you're walking into an arena and they're just, or or like go for hockey games when they used to pack the arena back in the day, Mm -hmm. would pass out cheat sheets to the gopher fans, the students, with personal information about the opposing team's goalie. Yeah. Like the name of the parents and all this stuff. And there would be choreographed, organized chants at like the family of the goaltender. I can see how that type of stuff Walking into a road environment would be very intimidating for an 18, 19, 21-year-old kid. The arenas are empty. What is like are they sleeping on concrete beds and hotels? Like why why are the Gophers spotting every single road opponent 12 points before the ball is even tipped? And they're not it's all ridiculous. And they're not all that good. That's the thing. Like we we got up until the Rutgers loss, they talked about well, if you look at who they've played on the road, Iowa and Wisconsin, uh, and Purdue, a litany of good teams. Okay, that's cool. Rutgers and Maryland, three of 14 to clarify from threes. You can't shoot them. Why do you continue to? And in the first half, two assists. Going into last night. That's almost impossible, by the way. Two, I know. Two assists. Going into last night at home, Minnesota well. averaging 80.6 points per game. In road games, 64 points. Shooting 44% at home, 34% on the road. It's it's inexplicable, and I think it comes down to 
You're soft. You're mentally not not strong enough. S A W F T. Soft. Because you're not because you're not this bad. That's uh, the thing about it. I actually I, I don't think you suck. I actually have a go for basketball thing. Unless Dex, do you have a go nope. for basketball thing? Go for Let it. Let me cut in line real quick yep. here. No problem. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mackie Judd yeah. and Declan. And Declan. And Declan. Wow, the old year show. Like an apology after <laughs> I, I, I love that. That's your show. Whatever it. you want to do is fine. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, yeah, dude. That's I'm going to go take a break. Yeah, no. So you went sort of like, you know, we went into the micro of that specific game and like, why did they keep losing these road games this season? I want to zoom out to the macro, which is my statement. Go for basketball has been the same program on repeat for 20 seasons now. Ever since yeah. Clem Haskins was dismissed, basically. And I've got the numbers for you, okay? Yeah. Three coaches. So Richard Pitino in his eighth season. Tubby Smith had six. And Dan Munson, with a lot of restrictions early on, eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, they had scholarship restrictions, and they had the stain of banners being ripped down. But mm-hmm. 20 seasons of Patino, Tubby, and Dan Munson. Richard Pitino, only one season above 500 in conference. Tubby Smith. Zero seasons above 500 in conference. Dan Munson, two seasons above 500 in conference. I'm not talking about going 14 and six or 18 and two. I'm talking about with with a 20 game schedule going like 11 and nine, 11 and nine. Just like just be like a 500, just pretty decent season, right? It's happened three times in 20 years of go for basketball. Uh, the amount of NCAA tournaments in that period, Richard Pitino, two. They might still get to it. They could still lose a couple games and then beat the bad teams at the back end of their schedule. I think still they will make in. it. Yeah, I think they'll make it. So it'll probably be his third tournament. Tubby Smith had three in six years. Dan Monson had one in eight seasons. So in, in 20 years, when teams like Wisconsin just go every single year, yeah. Michigan State goes every single year. It's not even a question, right? Six tournament appearances in 20 years. And over that stretch, you could argue that Minnesota as a state and the metro area just uh, alone has turned into a a high school basketball hotbed. I mean, you've had so many great players come out of the woodworks from all over the place, and most of those players wind up going and playing somewhere else, whether it's Duke or uh, Wisconsin. Or Gonzaga now with Suggs. Gonzaga, exactly. But it's been the same program for 20 years, and I'm – I've kind of reached a point where I definitely am still emotionally invested to some extent, but it no longer breaks my heart when they lose a game against Maryland because they've just shown themselves for 20 years. This is who they are. They're not going to they're not going to roll off like 12 straight wins in conference. No, it's not going to happen. No, but can you at least give an effort? <laughs> I mean, the first half last night they didn't give an effort. Like it was just stupid basketball. Yeah. And I don't know like cuz you know the next logical conclusion will be okay, well, in 8 seasons for Patino Couple train wrecks in there. Overall, it's been fine. It's just been sort of status quo. Like, yeah. they go to the tournament once every three years, whatever. Yes. I think it's a realistic expectation, whether it's Patino or whoever would replace Patino, to go to the NCAA tournament a minimum of every other year and ideally like three out of every four years. And we'll give you one sort of step back year where you're still competitive, right. not a train wreck. Just don't be soft. S A W F T. Just don't be soft anymore. Dex. All right, I'm going to go with a baseball statement here. All right, your show. And it's just, yeah, my, my, my yeah, segment. Yeah, whatever, your segment. Yep, my segment. Your time. time. Your time to shine. And my <laughs> statement is, the Twins are going to be just fine. So after after ripping them for, for taking their sweet old time in free agency and signing guys like J.A. Happ to possibly compete for a fifth starter role or a fourth starter role, now all of a sudden, I'm coming around. 
I like this Twins lineup. I still think the lineup's going to mash. Uh, Josh Johnson will stay healthy. That's obviously a big caveat, but I think he will. I mean, just think about this. This opening day lineup, this doesn't sound so bad. Kepler, Polanco, Cruz, Donaldson, Sano, Kirloff, Virgin. Garver, Super. Simmons, Buxton. I like the sound of that. And I also love Back the— to Pominville. They don't have—I would like one more legitimate <laughs> starter. I would like one more legitimate <laughs> starter. But the three horses in the bullpen, in Colome, Duffy, and Taylor Rogers. All of a sudden, you got some. You have three flamethrowers that can get big outs for you in the bullpen. Dude, so honestly, the Twins are going to be fine. The thing I love, and I will say, I will, I will say that I also have a twin statement, but I think it almost needs to be outside of statements. I think it's yeah. worth like us potentially flushing out and arguing longer than just the statements here. But I think the fact that you have really like the players that you've lost are pretty replaceable. 37-year-old Sergio Romo, um, and the players that you're bringing in, you could argue, are the best at certain things. Colome has been one of the best closers at times the past few years. Andrelton Simmons has been the best defensive shortstop. Just from that perspective, you're adding top-level people to a roster here. So I've got I've got more on that at some right. point. But okay, sounds like Judd's probably the lowest on the Twins among the three of us, just based on our conversations well, the last. Oh, few I'm weeks. not I'm not low. I just have the heat turned up. Okay. Heat rises. Yeah, that's fair. So I have the heat, the heat on heat, my stove right now. Yeah, it's going to ten. Hot stove. Hot stove. Okay. Speaking of heat on your stove going to ten, I have a <laughs> I have a non sports statement here. Yeah. I am not one to complain about the weather because we all make choices. Even if we were, even if we are, you're born in a certain place, like you're making a choice, right? Mm-hmm. But this weather is absurd. It's pretty bad. This morning it was still after a week. After a week. Yeah. Minus 18 temperature. I'm just going to pull this thing up. We're, okay, so it went from minus 18, and it's actually up to minus 9 now. So we're, we're well on our way back to above ground. going to be we've, warm. We've been below zero now, below zero, for over 100 straight hours yeah. without coming up for air. Yeah. I think the record in the state is 1912, I saw uh, from our friend Ken Barlow. 1912, we had 186 consecutive hours below zero. And I believe we're going to be sitting at 130 hours by the time this thing gets back above zero sometime tomorrow afternoon. So, do you know what you yeah. are? Soft. Soft. S-A-W-F-T. You're soft. soft. It's a February week. It's much worse when it's two weeks at the beginning of January and winter is here for weeks. This is actually, I think this is easy. <laughs> we get through this, it's going to be like 36 by Friday. Don't be soft. I mean, are you outside, like hanging out? What, what, what? All right, Mister, Mister Hard. Yeah, for real. I go outside once a day. You go skiing this weekend. Yeah. I go. I what go. You do? Here's what I do. I go out to my car. I drive it to to the speedway. I buy a paper. So my car is started. I go home. Go inside. So you start your car just to start your car, or yeah, just to start my car and to get a paper. If you were so hard, you'd walk to speedway. That's right. Don't be soft. Don't be like the golfers. <laughs> Don't be soft. Um, this is this is why Dex and I pay for the underground, yeah, underground uh, parking oh, and it and you know remote what? start. Thank God for new cars. Remote start is definitely it's yeah. one of the Don best one purchases of in our old car. car. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had one. How much does that cost? Is that is that so super expensive? I've, I've done it before. I've done it on two cars now. I've done it on my old Camry that I used to have, and I went to kind of a sketchy dealer. I'll be completely honest, car shop. Obviously, won't name it. Yeah, from a car jack but car, you've got a couple remote stars. Congratulations. Yeah, where'd you steal the car from? Nice chop shop. That experience 
was a lot cheaper than when I did it through a dealership. Of course it was. So they like they, so it was stolen. They like jailbroke your car's I system. I did. I literally bought a remote starter on Groupon. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. And I took it to the yeah. place. You were part of the problem. And they my were friend. literally they some said, guy okay. named Frank's like come yeah. back in yeah. eight hours. You were yeah. part of the problem. Yeah, we're we're going we're going to uh, get a bunch a shipment in tonight. I think our guys are going to be out around town. Looking for some <laughs> remote starters. You come back, your car's gone, but they yeah. have a different car that has remote start, yeah. and you just don't ask questions. You I'm just, just saying. You just see half your car. Get what you pay for, right? They've Get ch- what you pay for. All right. Get what you pay for. All right. Back to Judd. Okay, I'm going to now transition to the favorite sport of the reckless speculation show, the National Football League. Oh. Right. Here's my statement. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we, we like that sport, but this is our... Favorite sport because of the statement I'm about to make. Do not believe anything any NFL team says about a player for the next four months. So when I see stories about Jimmy, the 49ers will only replace Jimmy G if it's Deshaun Watson. Or I see the Houston Texans are not going to trade Deshaun Watson. Or I see the Sam Darnold sweepstakes are, are just starting now, okay? They are all lying. So when you hear so-and-so won't be moved, it only means they remain available for the right price. All right. I saw, I got a tweet from a, a story that was about Garoppolo this weekend saying the 49ers have, you know, they'll only replace Garoppolo if this and if that, and it looks like he'll be back. Nonsense. They're lying, all right? Reckless speculation, folks. You might want to try and kill it. You can't. It's it's a horror film, or in our case, it's the, the greatest thing since sliced bread. But you can't kill it. Reckless speculation abounds. And let me tell you right now, more often than not, as far as the speculation part and the talks, Phil, there is something always going on. Here, here's what's happening right now. I'm glad you brought up this Garoppolo stuff, because this was going to be one of my statements, too. My, my statement was going to be, don't believe everything you see and read and hear at face value when it comes to this time of year in the NFL, okay? We are one month away from the league year starting. You've got some kind of a modified combine, but like this is the time right now. The Super Bowl is over. This next month is the feeling out period behind this is this is the the illegal tampering period yeah. right now behind the scenes. Yeah. This is where you're getting a feel for what the top free agents are going to want to do, where they're going to want to live. You're not talking terms, but you want to find out if Joe Thune could see himself, you know, planting roots in Minneapolis. Like, you're figuring that stuff out right now. And part of that process is you're figuring out what your options are at quarterback. Oh, who are the potential trade candidates? That's why you see some of these at low. The Panthers floated the number eight overall pick the, to Matthew, to the Lions for Matthew Stafford, right? Mm-hmm. When the 49ers leak a report... Or, or somebody with a vested interest leaks a report that says, uh, yeah, we're comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo going into the season, so all this other stuff, just, uh, no, we're comfortable unless we make a big splash. But just so you guys know, we're not desperate. Right. We got Jimmy G under contract. They're doing that for a reason. That's not them saying with a month before the league year starts, all right, we've we've had all the conversations there are to have, and one month before things actually have to start happening, We've made our decision to stick with a mediocre starting quarterback for $27 million a year. This news comes out for a reason. This news comes out because they're trying to push the action and say, hey, guys, uh, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, you know, all you teams that we're looking to trade with, 
let's get these conversations sparked up again. They're not saying it as a be-all, end-all. Right. And and so this whole thing about, well, it looks like that's done. No, it's not. It's beginning. This is the dance. This is the this is the the off season NFL mating dance. Okay, <laughs> and we are only in, right. and we're only in. We're we're like, it's like the peacock showing all the feathers right now. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so the, yeah. So this whole notion, but I just love this. Okay, it looks like Garoppolo. Just, just Garoppolo full spread just showing up all the feathers. Garoppolo's right now. off the table. It, it's it, you know. I mean, my favorite right now. The Texans, we have no plans to trade Deshaun Watson when he won't even pick up his phone and he ain't going back there. Yeah. I love this whole thing about, well, they they said that they won't trade him, so they're not going to trade. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, we go through this every year. Anyway, everybody is lying. Everybody is available. Uh, if you don't enjoy reckless speculation, my advice is duck for the next two months because there's going to be a ton and it's going to be somewhat duck. legit. It's going to be somewhat, and it will be completely legit in this notion. The talks going on behind the scenes are correct. Yeah. Like there is a ton going on. Listen, like, I know, now, are there times where we on this show might make up our own theories about things? Like when we brought up the Kirk Cousins in San Francisco thing back in November when the Vikings were 1-5 and and Kirk led the league in interceptions, Mm -hmm. that was us, educated speculation, a little reckless speculation kind of blended in, saying, hey, remember these quotes from a couple of years ago with John Lynch? I mean, if you're looking to move Kirk, you probably could after the season, right? That was more that was more us making a leap. Everything over the last month, this is stuff that's being talked about. This is stuff that guys like Mike Florio are bringing up, that guys uh, like ESPN insiders are bringing up. And I think my biggest question here is, and, and just to back up a step, because people people ask us, God, why, you know, why do you guys talk so much about Kirk Cousins? There's other things you can talk about with the Vikings, uh, and this applies mostly to Purple Daily. And yeah, like we could sit and do a week's worth of episodes on like left guard play, and we'll definitely get into left guard play. But we dictate what we talk about on these shows and the segments that we put together. We dictate that based on your feedback. And for instance, over the weekend, just to pull the curtain back. Our most popular episode of Purple Daily on the season was a Kirk Cousins trade rumor roundup where we're taking stuff that's being that's that's already out there and we're putting our own, you know, opinion and spin on it. And so as long as you guys are still interested in, I don't know, the most important position in professional sports on the most popular team in town, we're going to keep having discussions about it and also we will talk about the Vikings need for a better left guard than Dakota Dozier. Um, and we'll get more into that at some point, too. But that just answers the question. Why do you guys spend so much time talking about Cousins? Because it's interesting. And because there's things being talked about behind the scenes. Absolutely. Because the Vikings are a big splash organization and are probably having even more conversations than we even know behind the scenes. So, anyways, okay. off my soapbox. All right, I have a non-sports uh, statement here. It's having no commitments or obligations on Valentine's Day is the way it should be. Yesterday... Woke up, got like 11 hours of sleep on Saturday. Didn't even drink on Saturday, Judd. Went to bed at a normal hour with no elixirs. You sick? No, I was fine. It was good. good. good I, I, had, I had some shakes when I woke up this morning prior from the withdrawals. No, um, no. I, but on Sunday, it was great. I spent my, I spent, I slept in, took my time during the day. I met up with friends just to get drinks for a little bit in the afternoon in Uptown. Came back home, made a good dinner, was in bed at 1030 on the day of law, and it was great. 
I don't understand why everyone's always freaking out you know, that I, you have to always be doing something on Valentine's Day and you want to be spoiled or pampered. No, this was this was excellent. I will say, too, uh, I'll, I'll speak for as many married people as I can. It's just a day. It's just a day. Right? Even when you're married, like you should definitely do something, acknowledge it, but you should also just treat your significant other, whether you're married or not, you should just treat them well all the days that? of the year, right? Like right. It, you shouldn't, if you do that, then the pressure is off. Of, if it, Listen, if you're an ass for 364 days, the pressure's on to step up to the plate on February 14th, right? Right. If you're, if you're a good human being and a good partner the rest of the year. I bought a card. You bought a card? I went to Cub. Did you? Bought a card. Did you Saturday. Put a little handwritten, Good selection. Little handwritten note too in there? Good selection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Heck it yeah. wasn't just love Judd with the I was very impressed, though, because I, I went a day before and I found a card. And here's the key with cards. If, I, if you don't find them quickly, you're screwed. What like, time did you go get that card at Cub on Saturday? Uh, Don went to work. Don went to work late in the afternoon, um, probably around 3.30. Oh, or be, 4 o'clock. I, I, and, be, and I, I got beat it. you by about an hour and a half. Oh, wow. I'm surprised I didn't see you there. I'm surprised I didn't Dude, see you. And then, of course, there's some guy with a cold, like literally had like oh, a, no. a, a no. cart full of cold medication. Oh, girl. No. It was like over by the cards and coughing and stuff. And I was, I had to wait. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. It was That's bad amazing. Amazing. You know yeah. what, though? Pandemic means you stay at home. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, that's what you I say. I say, no, we can't go out. We can't go out. We can't do right. anything. Right. And and here's the great thing. So the reverse psychology about this day that makes it so great is this one. Honey, we can't go out, and there's nowhere I'd rather be than stuck at home with you. <laughs> she can't fight that. Like, what are you going to say? You son of a bitch? What are you going to say? Like... What's your recourse? What's your recourse? I just yeah, said, I point. love being at home with you. We don't need anything else other than each other. Oh I mean, this is a McConaughey from the, from the, just the rule book. <laughs> oh man. Actually, that's a, that's a pretty good segue. Cause we're going to do, what are we watching on today's show too? Um, a lot of people with rom-com recommendations for us. After I think it was the first pop- ever I think it was popular. Rerun. I think it, it was, was popular. I think it, it went over popular. well. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna it's gonna have to stay in the in the bullpen for us. Oh, so good with that. Those are Mackie and Judd statements on this Monday, um, and I think I think statements. It used to be like a ten or a fifteen minute thing. We've just sort of we have so many things to say after being <laughs> off for two or three days. No, I'm a take machine. Just make and Judd's a take <laughs> machine. I got nothing but take. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but takes. Judd Zolgad. They live in the sewer. Yes, they do. And enjoy it. They relish in it. Mackie and Judd. And the way they walk with their back end up in the air, that's just plain evil. It's just gross. You think you like football? Brad Childress doesn't just like football. He loves football. I did watch him. I was standing right behind him when he was warming up and so I'm kind of reach for his groin and, you know, hold it and whatever you do with the groin, rub it. That's what I think I witnessed. Um, tw- it twinged a little bit on him. All right, it's time for What Are We Watching, gentlemen, presented by our friends at TCL TVs. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Got a couple TCL TVs in the Mackey household 
You can uh, toggle back and forth between your favorite entertainment apps. I got to start with this one. This is a self-report. This is a little bit self-incriminating, but um, we never do that on the show ever. So no, we uh, yeah, we, we are we never do that. We make ourselves look good all yeah. the time. <laughs> I watched the Britney Spears documentary. Is it like Free Britney or something? Can't remember yeah. what it's called, but on Hulu, mm-hmm. it, it's it's like an hour, hour and a half long, and it's basically a look behind the curtain as to like the erosion of her life. And how she is... Can I stop you for a second? Yeah, for sure. It's called Framing Britney Spears, okay? Framing Britney Spears. If you're going to watch it... Wow. Did you watch it? Like I did on Friday. Yes! If you're going to watch it, know the title. <laughs> Produced by our friends from the New York Times, yeah, amazing. Framing Britney Spears. Uh, it even it even uh, prompted Justin Timberlake to yeah. issue an apology for not only to the way that he sort of treated Britney Spears publicly in his comments after they broke up 20 years ago, whenever that was. But also, he apologized for his role in the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. He was the one that yeah. ripped off the secret trapdoor on that outfit. Trapdoor. Yes, and then she got all the heat for it, and he didn't. Yeah, Correct. anyway, whatever. Reality, we've 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 seen yeah. that body part before. We're all we're all yeah, adults young, here, except for the kids watching. FCC yeah. was not happy about that. <laughs> no, they were not. So, what, what was your thought? Um, I was a little disappointed. I, I thought they spent too much time in the lead up. Like we already knew the backstory. We knew how she became a star. Like they, they, it was like a chronicle of her entire life. I wanted an hour and a half on why is she just confined to a home in Texas or wherever they ship? It's a conservative. Uh, she's in California, right? Still? Is it California now? Yeah, I think okay. she's still in California. And her dad controls all of her finances and things. Now there yeah. was a court ruling over the weekend or last week or something. There might be updates on this. I haven't immersed myself fully in this news. But I think the like the the headline summary is from what I gather, she has mental issues, and mm-hmm. also just isn't very smart to begin with, and those things combined have sort of led her father to think I just need to take the reins here of a grown adult yeah. who has tens of millions of dollars. Well, I think that I think the first part is exactly right. I think she she definitely had, if not still, has issues. I don't think she's dumb. I think she is smart, but and I think that's where the controversy about this co- comes in because Dad is definitely controlling, and Dad comes off as a tyrant. But since Dad won't talk, we can't really tell. Dad also like wasn't like a lot part of, people of her rise. Talk. Like her, yeah. her dad was like gone when it mattered. Have you ever seen her Instagram? Yes, uh, Dude, no, it is. It's scary, weird. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm gonna try and find but, one here while you guys and she wrap. like. Puts out a, a ton of stuff that used to be put out by the tabloids, but now she controls the message. That, that's what I took from the show, that she now controls the message of who she is and what she wants out there, as opposed to the to the 90s and the aughts when it was like People Magazine and Us yeah. Weekly Pe- and things like that, people right? People think, like, there's, there's a podcast that's called Free Britney. I think that's the name of the podcast. Yep. And they just do deep dives into her life and updates. And they are trying to decode some of her Instagram videos. Yeah, I that saw that part, super yeah. weird. Yep. And I don't know. I don't think there's a lot to decode. I think she's just, I think she's just sort of weird. Like this is one of the videos. You're not going to be able to hear the audio on this, so it's not great for the podcast audience. But it's just her dancing around in her living room okay. with a ton of eyeshadow, spinning herself in circles, staring at the camera with a caption. Sometimes you just got to have a little fun. But it's like beyond just someone having a little fun. 
I don't know. So is the is the <laughs> underlying up. theme from this whole Super thing weird, and the doc that basically society drove her crazy, like drove her off the edge? Is that what we're supposed to get from this? I think you know, the paparazzi drove her crazy, right. mm-hmm. but also okay. That's listen. But that's I, what I, I'm I've asking. never been in that position, so I, who am I to judge? Like when you get out, you get out of your car, and there's you know 15 paparazzi members, but. Also, you're giving a lot of power to external forces if the world can drive you that crazy. You know, it's it's, it's yes. now if someone goes through unspeakable tragedy and family members were killed, et cetera, like that's different. But there's been countless celebrities throughout time that weren't put in conservatorships, whatever it's called. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what's yes. different about her than the other celebrities that had mm-hmm. paparazzi following her dad? Out? Her dad wants to control her her cash. But I don't know. It's weird. Uh, the one thing that I want to get at off this entire thing, and it's true of Britney Spears, I've seen more and more now. How these people were treated in the aughts by talk show hosts. And yeah, Matt Lauer asking, like, aggressive questions. Yes, yeah. yes. And I, I think, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Diane Sawyer is t- taking some heat for the same type of thing. Um, here's my feeling. If you put yourself now, I'm not saying that you have the right to ask every question, but Paris Hilton, right? If she got grilled about her problems and stuff, I don't think people now should say, you know what? She's owed an apology. Do you guys like I understand? I understand asking Britney Spears if she was a virgin back then is a problem. But there are some things that I'm a little bit confused as to why people think that these celebrities are now owed an apology when they put themselves out there, not across the board. But I just think that we, we're now overcorrecting. Yeah, that's man. So let's start with the paparazzi thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Ten years after her peak, but but still, like, she's still a worldwide celebrity. Yep. She's still being followed every time she gets in her car. Like, she's being followed and can't. Can't drive off the parking lot. And that's right? a problem. So, 100%. I guess my first thought was, well, that's really unfortunate. Um, although this is the reality. My first thought was, why are you getting in your car? Why don't you have a driver in security? Like, why are you getting in your car alone yeah. to go to like a gas station and walking into a gas station? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm absent of empathy in this situation. But the thing, like, you're right about the, some of the interviews and some of the questions, I just don't think some of the questions that were being lobbed at her in the late 90s would even be thought of today. Who was the one British host that flat out said, he said, I think we need to talk about what everyone's talking about. And yeah, goes, yeah, oh, I, I know what show that was. Oh, what's, what's, what's that? that? Yeah. And he goes, let's talk about your breasts. Yeah. In front of a live audience. That was really. On national TV or whatever. That was really crazy. It's like, What? Could never ever ask that question, nor should you. Twenty years later. So, anyways, uh, Britney Spears documentary. Okay. Judd and I both both that. I enjoyed it. All right, what else? What else you guys get into over the weekend? Thought it was good. Dex, uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of. Th- oh, I watched one of my favorite movies. Actually, I went back and watched it. Um, it's Accepted. You guys ever seen Accepted? No. Justin Long. Uh, is this a, is this a rom com we should have on our list? No, I wouldn't say it's a rom com. It's just more of like that two thousand five to two thousand seven like. Kind of college frat boy. Justin Long's time period. Yes, that time period. <laughs> the Justin Long sweet spot. It's a young Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's in it. Blake Lively's in it. Uh, oh, really? 
It, Lewis Black is in it. He plays a comical dude. Oh, wow. um, it's about a gu- bunch of high school kids, Justin Long being the starter of it. They None of them get into college, so they start their own fake college. And then eventually... It sounds like a lot of work. I think I might, have, I think I might have seen And this. then eventually they make the website so easy that so many people also join the college because acceptance is just one click away. That's their motto. And uh, it's just like it's hijinks of a bunch of college kids trying to basically feud with the other bigger colleges around town. Basically like a diet old school. I was going to say, that sounds like old school. school. Not as fratty and not as um, raunchy. Not as Will Ferrell-y? Correct. Which I also watched old school this week as well on TV. But yes, that is Of course, because it's constantly on TV. It's always on television. Actually, uh, speaking of what are we watching, a lot of people chiming in about our first ever venture into Rom-Com Rewind last Friday. I've got two. Bunch of people with some suggestions. All right, so here's the ones from Twitter, and then you give me the ones from from the home front. Okay. The ones from Twitter are Crazy Stupid Love. These are ones that we should read at some point. Oh, great. That's a good one. That's a really like like it. I really like that one. Hitch, all timer. That might be a Mount Rushmore. That has to be. Very solid. Might be the next one. Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I need to see Judd watch Sweet Home Alabama. I think I've seen parts of it. It's, it's always Reese, right? On TV. It's, it's Reese, on. right? Yeah, Reese, yeah, Reese, Reese. Love yeah. Reese. And then I never would have thought of this one, but somebody suggested the American president what? as a rom com. Oh, yes, with Mike, with Michael Douglas and Annette Bening from I think it's like the late nineties, like nineteen ninety eight. I have for sure there. never seen that whole. Movie. Really? Okay. I think I've seen parts of it. It would I've be great for the purposes of rom com rewind. The America's not, not great. The uh, Michael J. Fox is in this movie too. So this the movie is about a president who's single and trying to get back into the dating life while being a president. And so it's equal parts like policy movie and equal parts sort of uh rom-com like dating movie. Yeah, I know it's it's worth it's worth putting okay. on the list for sure. All right. Uh I know uh she's out of my league also made it on the yes, list. Yes, yep, she's out of my league. Probably one of my all-time favorite films. We'll like what what, 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 what that? Mac, uh that has Who stars in it? Um I always forget this dude's name. It's basically, it's almost my life. Uh, that's why I probably like it so much. Um, <laughs> it came out in 2010. Okay. Forget this. Yeah. Jay Burchell. You know Jay Burchell? No. I've Very never, tall, I've never skinny, seen She's Out of My League straight oh. uh, TJ Miller's in it. Alice Eve is the, is the main, main gal. Okay. It. No. Basically it's an airport guy who, who fall, goes on a date with a, a 10 and he's only a four. And it, it's just the hijinks that ensure in, in that one. The, I, I love this movie. It's one of my all-time Hijinks ensue tonight coming up yeah. on Trend Line. There's, a, there's some good hockey in it. There's a, they go to the Penguins game at one point, Judd. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Okay. So we'll uh, like we'll it. throw that in okay. there. If you, missed, if you missed Rom-Com Rewind, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, you can check it out on the, the Friday edition all right. of Mackie and so Judd. So I've got two. In fact, in fact, the wife told me yesterday, you guys should let, should let your gals pick the rom-coms. Yeah. To which I was lukewarm, and I'm like, oh, yeah, great idea, huh? That sounds good. Um, yeah, a lot to contribute. Two that she gave me are Fever Pitch. Oh, oh my yeah. God. We, got, we, we should do that. C- combining, wow. again, sports and possible sports yep. errors. Oh, yeah. And a film that, that was being shot under the guise of the Red Sox never win a World yeah. Series. <laughs> and then they won the World <laughs> Series, and they had to go back and basically retool the whole thing. Yes, yes. Um and late '90s John Cusack film that actually borders on rom com and AMR. Gross Point Blank. Gross Point Blank. Yes, uh, Cusack is a hitman 
who goes back to Gross Point, Michigan for his, I believe, 10th annual or 10th year high school reunion. When you said John Cusack in late 90s, I thought you were going to go must love dogs, which could maybe also be on this list at some point. Oh, no, 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 I was not. Gross Point Blank is good. I don't don't know if it falls into the the rom-coms that we want, though. Okay. Uh, Fever pitch definitely does, and then you've got you've got mail as one that we talked about last week. Yep. If we're going, if we're going. Look at the Tom, list. Tom Hanks had some great rounds. Yeah, we got. Look at the list that we've got. It was great. Yeah. Um, well, just off the top right now, I think I think Hitch almost needs to be the next one. I think it but does we'll, too. But we'll see. Okay, we'll do a random. I've seen Hitch. Hitch is good. Oh, yeah. it's one of my favorites. All right, we gotta we gotta run here. That's a wrap on today's. <laughs> we gotta run and go watch more rom coms. Yeah, exactly. We'll see you guys later. Research and development. Uh, that's what are we watching? Powered by TCL, and uh, you can find out more about TCL TVs at tclusa.com. Free Britney. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't. It's super weird. Super weird. All right. Uh, also, Purple Daily deep dives into Vikings off season topics every single day. Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and YouTube. We'll see you guys tomorrow. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.